A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Deadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hanfler and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a money quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Cedric to review NXT. Yeah. I had a bloody great time watching this show. Yeah, it sounded like in your voice that the uh, the buzz was for... But it's for NXT, I think. I, uh, I watched NXT and Dark back-to-back this morning. <laughs> That's what I did with my morning. And... Honestly loved both shows more than most mainstream wrestling I've watched over the past <laughs> two or three weeks. Yet again, it feels like Sean's on a run, bless him, uh, of about three or four of what I would classify as platonic ideals NXT. Some in-ring that is genuinely good, some that is atrociously bad, actually, and that perfect blend of in-arena angles and the priceless NXT off-site vignettes we've come to just love. Not as much as they love them, but we've come to love them. My God, this show is something else. I, I just, I will miss it when they decide that it can't exist. It's untenable. It's untenable. <laughs> it's untenable. I was asked on the news, uh, someone had sent us a great Twitter question about like, should I bother checking out NXT? And obviously I was like, 100% yes. What If you're going to watch any WWE, watch this. I said, I just said, I said, Sidgwick likes it. I said, you're a connoisseur Thank of you. great professional wrestling. Thank you, sir. But you know, I said, if you if you check yourself before you go in, if you don't go in going, well, you know, unless it's full, every match is four stars and above or, you know, it's not that. You ain't getting the, alter- the WWE alternative to AEW Dynamite, but you are getting just a fun two hours. Like, I sort of saw someone yesterday saying, you know, why even bother talking about this show? And I was like, because... We love talking about this show. Yeah, like it could the numbers could dwindle and dwindle and dwindle, and I'd still be like, I still think we should keep doing it, boys, because I actually quite enjoy waking up and watching this. Like I, you said, the moment it goes, tries to get all skulls and what were you talking about yesterday? Oh Jesus Christ! For a list I was doing, um, which you can check out soon at whatculture.com forward slash WWE of ten absurd WWE matches you've already forgotten. Um, there was, and the reason I included this was because of the stipulation. It was 2021, and they were doing Love Her or Lose Her between Johnny Gargano and Dexter Lumis, who are now, of course, uh, shoving buddies on Monday Night Raw. But this was kind of the feud that brought them together after nearly tearing them apart, fighting over whether or not this consenting adult woman could be with a consenting adult man. Uh, and then they abandoned the stipulation at the end because it was the right thing to do. But as Johnny Gargano was stood on the stage and looking down at his daughter, Indy Hartwell, Necking on with Dexter Lumis. Oh, I tried to force her against her will not to kiss him, and yet my plan <laughs> hasn't worked. He's just staring in disbelief, and he turns to trudge He's away. He's staring in disbelief? <laughs> wow. Trudges away and looks up at this screen behind him. So you've got this cartoon nonsense that we, I think, were putting over at the time. It's like, thank God for this. Just yeah. some light relief. And he looks up at this wall that's got a chrome X with some skulls in the middle of it and a gold border around it. And you're like, <sighs> yeah, what is this? You do not know. You're like, Triple H, you have fucking lost control, mate. And there is a reason why it's being wrestled away from you and turned into the paintball two hours we got in the <laughs> original rebrand. Just, I don't know. I'm, I'm proud that we campaigned for the change 
stuck with the change and are rewarded with episodes like this every week. Sometimes I wish it wasn't clearly as niche a concern it is, but then sometimes I wouldn't want it any other way because I also wouldn't want this brand of NXT to go, like to have that mainstream critical acclaim. If it ever does, if it ever reaches the heights that TakeOver was getting in, say like I would say 2016 was probably the, the period where like everybody had jumped on and Triple H got addicted to the acclaim and started just turning it into mm. like like an indie show on steroids, as it was called. I don't think I want this NXT to ever reach those heights. I don't want it to scale those heights because it would lose the charm that, what, six of us maybe are coming together yeah. on a Tuesday <laughs> night to watch it, and 50% of those are us three talking about it the next day. I don't ever want it to... like. Yeah. I saw on this show, this is not related to anything else on the broadcast itself, but there was a point where there was a shot where Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett were speaking about, uh, I think it was Roxanne Perez, and there's three fans... Be- easy, yeah. easy mistake to make. Sorry. Three fans behind them, and they're wearing, there's a family, husband, wife, and a kid. And the two of them are holding NXT tag titles, and they're all wearing Dayad t-shirts. Oh. It's like, they're not plants. They're, they're customers. They're all in. And I think that's the only way to engage with this. You have to be all in to the stupidity of all yeah. of it. I always think of the you know the girl at uh, NXT stand and liver sat in front of us who was just fully into this product. And when they joined the Jamba match, they were chanting got Johnny Gargano. She's like, who's this twat they keep banging on about? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm new to this. <laughs> Almost as good as the guy, do you remember the guy sat behind us at Raw? When they yeah. Went, they did the opening segment. <laughs> they did the opening segment. And he went, how long is this going on for? <laughs> he went, oh, yeah. three hours. Huh. Oh, okay. Colour drained from his face. But I think, I think as with this podcast, when it comes to NXT... You come for the banner, but you stay for the genuinely good professional uh, output that they release as well. Fair assessment? Mm. Let's start at the beginning of this show. It was uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Axiom. No! Take the mask off this guy. Yes. It's amazing. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just great, wasn't it? Really enjoyable. Tremendous. Uh, this, uh, this was, I said this on the news as well this morning. This was a match that could easily just be cherry-picked up from NXT, dropped on the main roster, and... No one would know who anyone is, and it wouldn't get any reactions, but it would still be worthy of being on a Raw or a SmackDown or whatever. Starts off hot. It was a bit where uh, Carmelo Hayes did a springboard off the middle rope, and Axiom nailed him with a drop kick to take us to a break. When we come back, Hayes in control. Axiom fights back. Then Hayes fires back up and puts him in a cross face. Um, Axiom counters. uh, Flying body press. um, Gets a pinfall. Hayes throws his shoulder up, so Axiom transitions beautifully into a triangle, and Hayes has to deadlift, powerbomb him to get out of it. Um, They eventually both springboard up to the top rope, and they're battling up there, and then Axiom hits a super Frankensteiner off the top rope. Oh, my God. And then suddenly, that was Sidgwick pressing the button there, not me. (laughs) Uh, And then suddenly, our other boy, Trick Williams, jumps up, pulls Axiom down by the mask. Uh, He's a bit all wobbled and that allows um, Carmelo Hayes to go up top and hit that top rope guillotine leg drop thing to get the one, two, three. Axiom got a measure of revenge by diving onto Trick post-match, but uh, a W for Melo, which would feed into something later on in the show. Yeah, um, said yesterday, Carmelo Hayes, love him, love the act, love everything with Trick Williams. It's ready, it's good to go. But the matches aren't always quite what you'd want them to be for this character. He talks such a good game. The matches have got a rule and he's got to win more than he loses and sometimes it doesn't always go that way. Uh, this was absolutely tremendous. Their chemistry was just silky smooth. Like sometimes that can be a little, can feel a little bit choreographed, but it didn't here. It was just really pleasing to watch mm. the way they interacted. They've got fantastic chemistry. So much so that I want to see this again and maybe I was given a finish here, which said, uh, you know, obviously it's for Carmelo Hayes to move forward into something else, but maybe there's a rematch in this. Axiom not quite finished with all that. And that is a trend with Axiom as well, because he had, obviously, the series with Nathan Frazier, and he is this wrestler who is the rare case of somebody within WWE system who you don't mind watching them rematch Mm. against people. That's their formula anyway, and that becomes a problem because you get sick of seeing guys interact. Axiom is somebody that I don't mind watching him go once, twice, three times. JD McDonough as well. Yeah, that's right, yeah, because... You can tell that they're doing all this great stuff together and yet he's got more to offer. He doesn't need to give it all away every single time. And that that chemistry thing, again, he's showing chemistry with a lot of different people. And, like, not an unexpected success story because we know the guy can go, but he's he's getting over a little bit still in spite of the gimmick. The gimmick is still a little bit silly, um, but the work is so great that you don't care. That goddamn spot where Hayes is about to do his springboard Mm. cutter and... 
the second that he leapt onto the rope to try and execute it, Axiom, who's worked out mathematical formulas to win wrestling matches, has just instantly went, right, okay, boom, and did the um, Taiji Ishimori, Shinsuke Nakamura does the wish version of that um, <laughs> German suplex. And I think Taiji Ishimori does the wish version of the Axiom one because it looked absolutely unbelievable. And he wasn't like sort of hung up in the ropes. That kind of contrived mm. way that makes something awesome happen. So awesome, in fact, that you don't care about how contrived it looks. That's a deep level that Axiom, who I resent calling at this point, is A-Kid, mm. thinks about professional wrestling. Like his stuff looks as spectacular as it looks realistic and it looks bloody spectacular. Take the mask off this guy immediately. Yeah. He's never Axiom under that presentation will never WrestleMania, uh, headline WrestleMania. It could, good. Yeah. That, that's how good he is. He's a piece, very handsome young man, <laughs> and his facial expressions are great. He put himself on the map in a very famous, or like cult now, match for White Wolf Wrestling in Spain opposite Zack Sabre Jr. in 2018. And it was unbelievable. And they're wrestling in the ropes and... A-Kid is dominating ZSJ on the mat. And the fans are going wild because he's like the hometown guy and ZSJ is being imported as this amazing technical wrestler. There's a four-second rope break, so Sabre Jr. just has to withstand this hold. And A-Kid burns a hole with his eyes through Zack Sabre Jr.'s face as if to say, I would be breaking your bone in 10 seconds if I didn't have to relinquish this hold in four. Facial expressions, amazing. And they put him in a mask. <laughs> and he's a dork who reads comic books with uh, Nathan Frazier. <laughs> Take the mask off him because he could be a star. CM Punk said and has said a lot, WWE could always be better. Always. And that's still true with Pepper H in charge. Take the mask off him because he could be better than this and yeah. he's pretty amazing now. The thing they did with El Generico and people were furious and Sami Zayn now has used those incredible facials to do very little in the mm -hmm. ring and stay over yeah. as a result in some of those lean years. So they know that, like, and they're a company that you would think, like, find a hard camera if you want, stare at your hands if you want, but nobody can see your face. Like, it goes against type for them to be putting yeah. a guy with his facials in a mask. Mm. Well, speaking of stars, Grayson Waller's backstage. Yeah, I'm watching this going, what's going on here? Because he's wearing a coat. I thought initially he was wearing, like, a big fur coat. And I was like, oh, he's just wearing this big fleece over a snazzy shirt. That seems weird, but... They're too weird. It would be, you know, it's <laughs> it was sort of Bloodline-esque story arc of, like, stick with it, you will be rewarded with this sensational long-term storytelling on this show. With great <laughs> I wouldn't go, mm, come on, you're taking the piss there. Not Bloodline. Page Omega, maybe. Okay, yeah, shut up, man, you stupid. Right. Got a lot to do today. Well, don't tell him not to be a <laughs> You won't have to bleep all your sh uh, Right. What's going on? Oh, yeah, Grayson <laughs> is chatting to Mackenzie Mitchell, and he said, uh, you know what? Roxanne Perez, she inspired me. I want my title shot tonight. Let's have it, Bron Breaker. Uh, you know, I'm next I'm next in line after what happened at NXT Delane. Uh, <laughs> Mackenzie's like, you do know Bron Breaker's not here. He's on a media tour. He's like, Oh, bloody part-timer. Uh, I'm calling him out anyway. Meet me in the ring tonight, bitch. As we learned earlier this year, it takes a real piece of garbage to call a guy out that isn't in the building. Uh, and Shawn Michaels would know that himself <laughs> because he did it as a shoot to The Undertaker. So he knew how loathed he was when he got backstage for doing that to someone like The Undertaker. Giving this as a bit for Bron Breaker was quite inspired, especially building up to what we got. Like, what a baby face for Bron Breaker to conclude his commitments and be like, all right, I can get there, actually, yeah. dickhead, and call his bluff. Love all of this. Uh, and then another uh, backstage segment, you got Tony D and Stax. Not here yet, so I'm going to have to try and do an impression. Of try and do an impression. So uh, Tony D's like, okay, he's on the phone, he's like, okay, to the And uh, Stax goes... He's got a bit of Tony Montana there. <laughs> Stax goes, oh, who is it there, dude? I really can't do a stacks, really sorry. And Tony C says, Oh, guess who got himself a North American championship match next week? And he goes, Stacks goes, Wow, no way, let's go, Dwayne. Uh, Tony it's goes, terrible, man. It's a rubbish, really bad, sorry. Tony goes, Oh, 
<laughs> am I the dawn or am I the dawn? And Stax has to think about it. And he goes, uh, of course you are. Where's agreed to it? Uh, right. No wonder he doesn't like it. And he goes, oh, <laughs> it was this idea that I'm schmuck. What a gal want. And he goes, Stax goes, what do we do now? <laughs> What are we gonna do? You're gonna tell Dijak to stay out of our goddamn business. And once I beat Wesley, Dijak can have the first crack. But until then, tell him to stay out of my way. Go ahead. Stax goes, oh, you want me to do it right now? And uh, Tony goes, oh! <laughs> no! No, tomorrow. Yes, now! And then in comes Grayson Waller to say, ask if they've seen. Bron Breaker and say, well, if you do, Don, tell him I'm looking for him. Anything you want to say about this segment? No. What can I say? There's bad stacks impression. Yeah. You make them like a cartoon character almost. Yeah, it's a bit ridiculous. I got no notes, but he probably would. Yeah. If he heard that. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, then it was time for the big grudge match, of course. Nikita Lyons versus Zoe Stark. Slugfest to start off. Real blood feud, this. Uh... Stark baits Lions into getting out of the ring and then chucks her into the ring step. She's targeting the injured leg, of course. Uh, Starks works her over, controls the match. I think we go to a break and then Lions makes her come back. She uh, gets her with a Samoan drop for a near fall. Super kick to Stark, staggers her. Uh, and then she rolls Stark up, but Stark reverses and grabs the bottom rope for a assisted pinfall. Right. Let's be frank. Did she uh, open ha- open palm strike a tit? <laughs> but did she? She did. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a part of the storyline. She flaunts her assets, and I'm a wrestler, and uh, chop those chop those titties off. To quote um, Eli Drake in the NWA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was the story. Part of the story of the match. That's what happened. I'm just calling it like I see it as an analyst. Yeah. Yeah. I really quite like the finish. It was one of the, like, the momentum Mm. carried them both forward and Stark got a pinning combination that the referee didn't look moronic for, it was like, they... It was hidden well, yeah. Very, they obscured it very well. They, she landed near the ropes and went, oh, Christ, if they're there. Yeah. I thought it was really well done. I'll say this for her heel character, is they're smarter to go down the route of experienced wrestler, kind of sick of everybody, rather than actually trying to be a villain. She's not very believably villainous but she is better and using her environment and cheating in a smart way is better than her trying to be vicious because I did not buy anything else about this story. I keep saying it. Shawn Michaels believes that every tag team breakup is him and Marty in the barbershop, even if some of them have been together three weeks. So these things do not scan as blood feuds and doing this like, oh God, if only she wasn't holding the ropes and I finally got my revenge. Like nobody's feeling it. You cannot fake any of that. And the work didn't come across as this violent, cathartic release of all this anger. But yeah, maybe this is a better route to go down for... If they're insistent on keeping Starks a heel, this is probably the way to do it. Um, well, speaking of feuds, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell sort of rubbing salt into the room, chatting to Cora Jade, going, look at that, it could have been you. Roxanne Perez is <laughs> champion now. Um, but she can barely get a question out before Wendy Chu flies in and attack her, and she, and she has to be, they have to be pulled apart by officials. I just wish the match was this week. I can't believe I have to wait seven days. Oh, God, I know. How hot of a brawl. Yep. Uh... Fallon Henley, uh, Boris Johnson, so wanks a lot. Uh, they're hanging out of Fallon's uh, bar, which I'm not sure if you know is a family bar. Yeah. Subtly mentioned that, but things aren't looking good, Sige. Mm. Um, industry's on its ass. They say, don't worry, everything's going to come out all right. And, Maybe they uh, made as good as cocktails I do. <laughs> and not the sickly sweet rubbish that yeah. I'm paying a premium fee for. What did you give me that Christmas do? Bosses like tried to all the cocktail, didn't they? And I just said, oh, I'm going to let Sige record it for me. Margarita. I I got you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for inflicting that upon it's you. It was so sweet and tart, wasn't it? it wasn't I just fill it up with their rubbish. Yeah, it wasn't boozy enough. It wasn't. Mine like, is. Yeah. Because I do. Because you do. Because <laughs> I, I like 50 ml of tequila, uh-huh. 25 ml of Contro, juice of one lime, and like a teaspoon of like a simple sugar syrup. And you get the. It's like. Straight to your head, effective champagne, except it's better and it doesn't make you feel a bit like too giddy. I think mm. I ordered the Seamus because it was too many limes. 
Um, Actually, that's not even true. I just wanted to do that bit. It was too sweet. I wouldn't have minded it. It's a bit more bitterness. Too much sugar syrup. Yeah. But I just love how just, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm pissed already. <laughs> that's, why I love, that's why I like a cocktail, man. And they just do not do it like that in bars. I get that from a good homemade Long Island iced tea. I get that exact yeah, sensation yeah, yeah. of like, wow, this has got me pissed quicker than I was ready yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. I'll have another one. That's what I like it for. <laughs> and I've got a terrible old man bladder as well. That was always the one of the reasons why I never drank in the house. It wasn't like, oh, save it for the air when you're out. It's like, no, I would do it all every night, actually. <laughs> uh, but I just need a piss upon, piss upon, yeah. piss. from cans of bloody beer in their house. But now, short volume, high impact. We, we do. I, I hate how... Place, nobody knows. I hate how insightful that line from uh, Will is in the in-betweeners when they all get pints because they get well, one carvery and like five pints or something. It's like, isn't it weird, a pint of beer? You wouldn't just sit there drinking pint after pint of orange squash. It's like, you're right, actually, because then you just piss all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's like, oh, God, I've broken the seal. No, I'm just drinking a pint after pint after <laughs> pint. I just need to keep going to the toilet. Why is this? That's why I have a short man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, things will, things will be fine, and they'll win the NXT tag titles as well tonight. But yes, on that. Mm. We'll win the we'll do, uh, the titles, and we'll hold watch parties. Well, we'll be defending the titles <laughs> at these pay-per-views. Or will it be, come and see the guys on the bar? Also, as well, like, I didn't want to, like, be awkward, so I think there's a hole in your plan. Um, having a watch party for NXT is kind of a contradiction in terms. It's certainly not going to save your business, is it? Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, mate, like, if by all means, like, if you say, we're going to, uh, I don't know, get promoted to SmackDown or sign for AEW and work Dynamite, then <laughs> your watch party <laughs> might bring some bunters. Um, so, uh, yeah, they're talk- talking about the, the, the state that they're in. Uh, and then in walks Kiana James with her assistant. Oh, my God. Oh, I thought that was a... Bar door opening sound effects. Sorry, I don't yeah, like you've that. actually got one. Yeah, but if we press that, then does he just stand there the whole time? I think he just yeah, he waits for his cue sometimes. He's is, he, is he there right now? Can't go and have a look. See if see if Stax is there. <laughs> don't think he's there, Wilborn. Right, come back to the mic. Good, you, good, you can throw your voice like that. Um, uh, yeah, so the assistant starts appraising things uh, and finds out like, what you're doing, and they say yeah. You're sorting welcome here. How did they say it? Sort of, uh... uh get out! <laughs> it's America! Leave <laughs> <laughs> uh, And Kiana basically says that she's talked to the bank, and, and I don't know how this works. She's paid off the bills, and now she can just outright buy the bar if she wants it. Is that, how, was that what she said? Some sort of tax situation. She'd got them out of trouble with unpaid taxes or something. But now that gave her first refute, unless you can meet the deadline of whenever the auditors or summit, she gets first dibs on it. Yeah. They have forgotten that they're running a wrestling show when they do these things. They get so deep into the weeds of the details that have nothing to do with yeah. matches or anything. that oh, we've got to tie a wrestling match this. Well, we can't possibly use these. Do we con- have to, like, agree to sell something? Yeah. It's like, well, that's it. America. Like, we can't use this convoluted nonsense to book a wrestling match, can we? Oh, can't we? Anyway, to get it back to wrestling, Fallon calls her a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kiana says, oh, I prefer business person, actually. Uh, and then they, they set up a match where the bar goes to the winner of the wrestling match, basically. Yeah, Jensen here, duality of man. Yep. He realizes he's messed up. His big dick is going to be in trouble again. And uh, he's, like, he's looking conflicted between, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. And, oh, my God, my, my big dick got me in trouble again. <laughs> I, I'm kind of stupid old dick. <laughs> I'm kind of gripped by the match next week. The point at which he's like sort of heart eyes distracted and costs Fallon Henley the match. Knob hanging out of his trousers. <laughs> I'm like, genuinely devastated. We're not reviewing next week's show. I could not care less. I'll be watching. 100. percent I'll be yeah. watching. Yeah. I want to. I want to. want to see where this goes. Oh, tile match, mate. What about the tile match? Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of title matches, uh, it was time for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles to be defended by Caden Carter and uh, Katana Chance uh, against both Toxic Attraction, represented here by the only people left, uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolin. By the way, I love the fact that Mandy Rose is going to be a millionaire before the end of the year. That's amazing. Yeah, pretty funny. Uh, and Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley, of course. Uh, stereo planches from Carter and Chance to take us to a break. Then we come back. When we come back, Tatum Paxley, I think, is on Caden Carter's shoulders on the top rope. Um, Chance makes the tag. Super Frankensteiner on Paxley. Um, 
then there's a like a super kick party. Everyone hits big moves, basically. Um, and then after that, Ivy Nile um, helps Paxley in hitting a corkscrew body press on Jane for a nice near fall. Chance goes up top for her finisher, gets shoved off by Paxley into the arms of a toxic attraction. Nile puts a sort of modified dragon sleeper on, uh, but then Carter kicks off the top ropes to counter it, catches Ivy Nile in a pin. One, two, three, the champs retain. Not bad. Like... Not anything I would re- recommend on a podcast for people to go out the way to watch. Uh, there were elements of the opener where I would say, actually, find some time for it if you've got it this Other week. than that we should mention that weird spot where the referee just didn't count a pin. Yeah. The time stood still. Mm. That was bizarre. Well, there was a few of those for me because, again, it's that like rehearsed nature where there's a moment of hesitation where you can clearly see several, not just one spot in the match that they've like trialed and trialed and trialed in the performance center. There were several that felt like we'll work through that and then we'll put it in there, we'll put it in there without a lot of thought for where it would go in the match. So a lot of the time, it was like the kind of the purest definition of a spot fest that people don't like, that feeling of it being a bit rehearsed. Look, people levy some of them criticisms at the trios matches, mm. and there's a, been a couple of occasions where it's not necessarily even in bad faith, that little moment of hesitation where you can see the rest is thinking. But there was about like six or seven occurrences of it because they've had less experience. So much of the collective experience of the six people in the ring has been within the performance centre and has been within rehearsing a spot yeah. and thinking later about where it's going to work. So just... I don't want to say there was no psychology, but as a viewer, it was almost impossible to care. And it didn't particularly feel like they were fighting for the titles. They were just trying to make a few big collective things look good. So not terrible, but like not a great match. Uh. That's the problem with the champions, I think, at the moment. They've had a few of these now. They're getting better. I can't remember a single no. bloody match that at least four of these women have had. Their double team spots are looking slicker than they used yeah. to. But like the matches don't leave you with anything. There's no substance no. or soul or emotion. It is just that it's the the best shortcut you've ever come up with, just some wrestling happening in front of me yeah. that I've got no investment in, that I don't buy as, in its own distinct context, as like a fight or a struggle, just some stuff. I kind some of imagine... Of it good, some of it didn't. I kind of imagine them like rehearsing some of these things at the PC and then at like the sixth or seventh attempt, there's uh, Coach Bloom. It's like, you got it, you cracked it. And then it's like, right, great, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, because they've like, they've finally hit it and then in they go, and then in it goes into the match and you're not really supposed to be thinking that during some simulated combat. Yeah. So, but that, it was just really easy to visualize it. I don't know. Toxic attraction might be finished as an act as well. Mm. Toxic attraction. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. 
Um, a really nice um, moment that I, I hadn't anticipated came next. Well, they just bring something back that you'd completely forgotten about, but it was time for another game of This Is Your Thing. Because Aura Mensa's now a nightclub cool guy. Yeah. Not a bouncer, I don't think. Just a cool guy who likes nightclubs. Yeah, you know, to say, isn't he? He's not going to be here for a long time, but oh. he's here for a good time. It's the, the, the thing is typically now, isn't it? Thing. There's a lot like wrestling. Yeah. Like, owning a bar is a lot like wrestling. It's like the fast show. Yeah. <laughs> so Being a tank. Yeah. Still my favorite. Being that. a bird. Yeah. A Being a bird person. A lot like wrestling. Um, then there was a sit-down interview with new NXT Women's Champion Roxanne Perez and Booker T. I really like Booker T in this bit. Genuinely, you know, obviously working with one of his students and congratulating her on it, but also saying, hey, now the real work begins. I still felt this was very fake. <laughs> I think it's because, like, it's obviously it's real, so I can see why they would lean on it, but there's a hell of a dissonance between Booker T trying to do the father figure trainer and then... Everything else Booker T says and does. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's where they sometimes stumble at an issue. You found, like, the least sanest guy on an insane show to suddenly be the arm-around-the-shoulder type experienced coach. Maybe I was just in a good mood for this because um, Booker T referenced um, major motion picture that I believe is in cinemas now. Have you heard of The Matrix? He says, oh, you're like the one, Neo. What year is it? I don't, I don't know, know what the hell he's talking about half the time, but see. Makes sense, because like I've seen his podcast quotes in some of our news articles, and he's been fed-pilled, so... Oh, he's been absolutely fed-pilled. <laughs> I love this show. How old's Roxanne Perez? Is the Matrix older than Roxanne Perez? Matrix was 1999. Yeah. And Roxanne Perez was born in 2001. And she might have the sequels. I hope not. Yeah, Dreadful. Add two. For yes! Was, sequels is one of those things where I was like, oh, that was amazing. And then like I was 15. Then like two weeks later, I was like... Rubbish, <laughs> yeah. it's absolutely terrible. Like I've seen, I've got a PS2, I think, and it just looked like that. <laughs> <laughs> like seven other films did, like Bullet Time or Big Leather Dusters, or just the amount strip of Bullet Time yeah. parodies that would just have to do it. Yeah, hey, yeah, and they do that, and they do the uh, oh, dodging the bullet, bullets. Oh, my bloody back! That's good pie. Uh, mix of emotions for Roxanne Overwhelmed she says uh, Talked about walking into Booker's school As a teenager And you know Wanting to this, this goal to be in WWE Booker talks about her meteoric rise Runs through her accolades Within the first nine months Well she does in fact um, He said why, why did you You know Shoot your shot last week And she says Well you told me You always need to bet on yourself When I went for my tryout With WWE uh, and Booker congratulates her And she asks him for advice uh, he says, it's always been about checks and championships. Love that line. Uh, and he says, look, you're going to be nervous. You're going to have butterflies, but you know what you got to do. Go out there and make history. Make everyone proud of you. It's only going to get tougher, but uh, you'll, she says, I'll represent. I think yeah. Lovely stuff, this. I'm just happy for Roxanne Perez, genuinely. So. You sort of hit upon what it is there, isn't it? Like you've got Booker T trying to play the veteran role and saying things like it's all about checks and championships, as if he said that his whole career, when a lot of the time it's all about ducks. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't have both, mate. Who are you? Like if a coach was Nash and he drops that in, you're like, yep, sounds, yeah, 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 sounds right. Like, not Booker. Uh, then it was time for Apollo Cruz. Come down to ringside. Hey, it's nearly Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thanks, Anna. <laughs> Best five quid I spent all year. Yeah. That you spent money on. No, uh, <laughs> I would though if they suddenly say we're charging for it. <laughs> Has it got like in-app purchases? <laughs> if you get bored of the twenty default farts, you can oh, get some new ones. Let's have a look, actually. Pick a number between one and twenty. Sixteen. Pick a number between one and twenty, Sige. Uh Nine. Alan Shearer. And I'll go eight. Like my lucky number. Dust at the end. Okay, eight, my lucky number. There's some, but options at the bottom are soundboard, make it rain, tap and hold. Should we do it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Sorry, it's, just, it's raining crap. <laughs> Create? What's that? Well, that's not well, what it says. I'm not reading that because I hate the word, but I'm going to read it. Make someone fart. <laughs> so I presume I can film you and make it look like you farted. That seems, yeah. And all I have to do is give him complete access to my iPhone. <laughs> like the fart guys are making the app and they're like, uh, 
We need something for the engagement. We need people to be shouting at. We're going to make some viral farts. Like, video your friends pretending to fart. Oh, cool. Guess uh, guess no one cares about Kazuchika Okada anymore. What's it say at the bottom there? Uh, Rainmaker. <laughs> What's it? Is that different to make it rain? <laughs> That's how, mate. Hey, Christmas number one. Lad baby, you better watch out. Oh, is all that? Oh, yeah. Follow Chris. He's uh, <laughs> very good. He isn't crap. It's just a stupid bit. If it's, you gave someone pink eye, and now this is stuck. Yeah. Grace well, Wallergate. You can't, you can't even be like, oh, he farted once on TV. No, no, he did. No, he did not. Not even the tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why the hell are you getting a free pass? That's because we actually like you, Waller. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Wow. She had a good match in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he says, oh, you thought I was going to be NXT champion. You know, I had this vision. But it did. Didn't come true. I loved it. Um, but he's never out of contention. He says that Grayson Wall's facing Braun Breaker at New Year's Evil. But after that, Vengeance Day, count me in. Out comes Mello. says, you're not next in line. Back of the queue for you. Uh, Chris says, oh, I wasn't expecting that's from someone like you, someone as great as you. Uh, but neither was NXT champion. Uh, but uh, uh, Cruz says, better watch out, Mello, because there's always someone better than you. And in your case, that's me. I mean, I get to see Apollo Cruz versus Carmelo Hay, so I'm happy about this. Should be good, shouldn't it? Yeah, it's I like what, this promo exchange as well for, like, real business. It's what Apollo Cruz is there for, isn't it? He's really good at Apollo Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On the stick. The uh, New Day are backstage. In comes Pretty Deadly. Um, and apparently, I'm not sure if this was even mentioned last week. I don't think it was, was it, Sige? That the Pretty Deadly have been sent to buy them all their Christmas presents. No, I can't recall this at all. Um, with the stipulation being, if you do that, then you can have a tag team title shot. And they've gone to the Brawl for All trophy, Kamala's mask, load of other bollocks. Um, they said they didn't quite get everything. Nails' his prison outfit, still in jail. Um, and they say, but we'll do the Pledge of Allegiance. And they're like, ah, no, doesn't that's not how it works anymore. That's not what we want you to do. They do their WWE NXT World Don't have to do it in your chair, mate. Champions. Pretty deadly and repulsed by all this. Um, but they say, hey, you get the rest of that list, including a Tyler Breeze selfie stick for the party, eh? yeah. uh, and we'll, we'll think about it. I like Xavier Woods mentioning Tyler Breeze on camera just because he can. Because he helped him create that character. You heard that story before. Really? Uh, Tyler Breeze was floundering, and Woods was just like, well, I've got a camera. Let's just go out. Let's give you, like, six characters and just pitch them and see which one works. And they came up with a model one together, and that got him his hook. Like, oh. he was like, on the bubble, basically. He was going to get let go, and the two of them workshopped it and came up with that for him. And I like that he's still doing it now. He look out still for good mates as well. Yeah, good yeah. pals. I'm, I'm astonished Tyler Breeze hasn't been brought back yet. Yeah. Me too. He mustn't want it. Maybe. He's on Twitch and stuff, isn't he? Does the stuff with Adam Cole and Cesar and that. Maybe they're just making more money like a lot of people are than yeah. getting a WWE deal. The amount of times we play the game <laughs> where you random WWE alumni page and land on Dirty Dango, by the way. Mm. Get him back. Jesus Christ. Get Dango back. Yeah. But I think he's a success outside of the business. Mm. He built that nice house for himself, didn't he, during lockdown? Yeah. <laughs> so he's got no mortgage. Fair play. <laughs> uh, right, Alba fires off for a match. Against oh she's going to fight Soul Ruka wasn't she? Uh, but on the way she walks past a flight case <laughs> that uh, Isla Dawn's been sat on waiting for her, and she blows the cinnamon challenge in her face or something. <laughs> I think that was the winter solstice spell we were previewing yesterday. So pa- red powder. Good job. We noticed it. I didn't see many other podcasts calling that one out because no one else talks about this <laughs> show. <laughs> she sells it. Ah, oh, my bloody eyes can't see. Yeah. I'm going to write. I'm going to fight the surfer girl now. She has to go off and see the trainer, uh, which did get a good bit of power later. I will get to what surprise surprise it involves Grayson Waller. Yeah, I, I, everything Isla Dawn does, everything she does, will never be touching someone in the leg and making them vomit black goo and going into like convulsions. Convulsions. It, ev- like, why not just do that all day, every day? Yeah. You would have control of the world within literal minutes. It's like oh, I've got this powder that she'll be able to wash out within. Mm. 20 minutes? Well, unless it's now it's in her system. You don't know. Going forward, there's a winter solstice She's going to get pink eye too because it was red. Do you want me to get the app out again? No. no. Okay. Uh, right. Mixed emotions about what came next because I loved all the guys involved in it. And then I remembered, I think you said it. this was taped possibly, this NXT. Can. Because 
our boys, Malik Blade and Idris Anofi, walk out with Odyssey Jones. And I look at Idris Anofi and go, oh, thank God, that tattoo wasn't real. And then I think, oh, no, wait, maybe it was real. No, it is real. Because... Uh, that might be real. Yeah, we don't. I don't know. But I thought for a split second, his chest not got the WWE logo on it. Bold decision. Um, but then I remember this was probably taped prior to him potentially going under the... Did you say going under the knife? Going under the... Gun. Needle. Needle yeah, under the gun. Know. Under the gun. It's a big, massive WWE tattoo on a big, massive peck that, let's remember, won't even be that big and massive for your entire life. So at some point, that logo is going to start to look more like the scratch one Like yeah. as it gets older. Well, it's well, a choice. The thing is, as well, like, regime change, air quotes and all that. Like, AJ Lee was banned off the face of the planet very cruelly by this company for daring to enjoy her achievements there. My only concern as well is, like, I get it. It's risky enough nailing his colours to the mast with regards to WWE because who knows what goes on in, in well, not this company, but the, the general... Winner! Yeah. But also, I distinctly remember a, a lad who's a big, big WCPW fan, lovely bloke, and he turned up to one of our shows and he went, hey, lad, check what out what I've done. And he pulled his trouser leg up and he had WCPW tattooed on his leg. And me and a few of the other boys already knew we were going to be Defiant Wrestling soon. And we were like, oh, oh. what have you done that for? Oh, no. So if they change the WWE logo again, he's got, I don't know, not the good WWE logo that we all think of. If that guy's listening today, there's, I guess, a, s- a small chance. Thanks for, like, the commitment to that brand anyway. <laughs> yeah, thank really, you. Really nice thing you did. I think someone said, what if we ever changed the name? He was like, oh, no, it's a nice memory of, the, of this. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, there we go. Uh, anyway, there's the rocks. Uh, there's Ava Rain. Uh, and they're like, do you want to come out of party, actually, with us? And she's like, you're just feeling your village with your temporary feelings. Christ almighty. We're invented. just screaming for that pop. They've uh, rebadged. Yeah, he had a little bit, haven't they? They're just like t-shirt wearing backstage thugs. Not I much fe- now, yeah. Yeah, I felt it was a bit of a... I don't, I don't. I still don't know what it is. No, no, no. It was a shift from something I didn't understand, something else I didn't understand. Yes. <laughs> but now they've got shirts. Anyway, it sets up the six-man for next week. Yeah. Another great bit of next week. What stack show they've got next week? Uh, Alba Fire's getting a... If you build it, scripts will... Come. <laughs> um, I've still got the fallout from that to come. Uh, jacket and... I need more of that surprise trampoline clothesline bullshit because that absolutely popped me daft. Sorry. <laughs> nearly, nearly missed unbelievable. That. He was like, he was nowhere and now he's there. That was pretty... Uh, <laughs> that was mint. And then you had the... Was it seated scent on or whatever? The, yeah. Oh, God. The teabag go around. <laughs> just, just gent- gently placed his This is terrible, isn't it? Absolutely terrible. Rubbish. Remember when Sin Cara used to botch his trampoline spot? It was great there. What a stupid twat. What, like, <laughs> biggest star in Mexico in the 2000s. What a stupid twat. <laughs> uh, anyway, Alba Fire's getting her eyes checked. Um, and in comes Grayson Moore and says, has anyone seen Ron Breaker? Loved it. Really loved it. Grayson Waller has that thing. Remember when... Uh, just when and I, he tries to banter off the dock, doesn't he, as well? Yeah. You know when, like, Ellie and I was just trying to get Max Dupree over? You like this. And one of his favourite bits was to just completely invade someone's personal space. Grayson Waller oh, doing... Oh, Grayson into someone's neck. Yeah. Grayson Waller doing that with vision jokes about somebody that's just lost theirs. was very him. Honestly, like, the Miz best be hoping that he doesn't get called up. Because uh, he's surplus. And Austin Theory, actually. Austin Theory's the one like, for me. There are several surplus wrestlers if Grayson Waller gets the call because he's better at all those things and younger and can give just as much. Were we recording when we suggested him joining the, judge, the Judgment Day? Was that before we started? We recording? are now. <laughs> yeah. it's, on, it's on record now. Uh, Indy Hartwell versus Electra Lopez. Skip. Oh, no, it's, not. it's a yeah, brief back and forth match. Um, Hartwell <laughs> goes for a belly to back suplex and Lopez is like, oh no, grabbing onto the turnbuckle and she's hidden some brass knucks in there which she... You know, she gets lifted up, clocks um, Hartwell on the head. Referee doesn't see it. One, two, three. Not terribly executed. No. <laughs> what are we doing with Indy Hartwell, man? They do this like she's finally back on track. No, she's not. Like, it's her heel. Yeah. Okay, at the expense of uh, Perez, and they're going to do like... Uh, mm-hmm. Get herself <laughs> a little win. Sam Martino's Abisco. That ain't happening anymore. Um, Wesley's chatting to McKenzie backstage about facing Tony D next week, and he says, I refuse to be a reactionary champion. I'm going to beat Tony, move on, 
Uh, take opponents one at a time, and then I'll fight Dijak. So I would assume D- Tony might not be winning the title next week. Doesn't seem like it's going to go well for him, does it? <laughs> yeah, I'm an optimist, and even I went, oh, cool, so he's not winning that. They concentrate on Wesley versus Dijak probably for the pape. Saving him for the big belt, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Losing yeah. Loses, losing upwards. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, time for Albafire versus Sol Ruka. Oh, wait, it never happened, uh, because as Albafire's making her entrance, Lotus, I'm not sure, I can never remember whether the smoke is part of... Yeah, Alba Fire's thing now, or an indicator that Isla Dawn's coming. Either way. Where there's smoke, there's Alba Fire. Yeah, that's what they think is clever. Yeah. Either way, it doesn't matter. Isla Dawn jumped her again and uh, didn't use the mist or the goo this time. Just trapped her arm in the stairs, broke it with a bat, and then cackled and the screen went all weird. And herein lies the problem with crippling somebody with goo leakage, because this attack was really good, I, I thought. I thought it came across really yeah. well. Really vicious. Uh, Alba Fire sold it well, and yet... She's got magic powers. She's yeah, like, there's no I, I part of the magic powers and come up with a really intricate weapon set up with which to break your hand or whatever. And it's just like, why? The laughing thing again after, after the howdy thing. I thought of you immediately. Why, why, <laughs> why did they do this? <laughs> uh, why, why do I have to hear echoes of laughter? Sinister laughter. I think he's... Um, Uncle Howdy's got people across all the brands. Like Alexa Bliss on Row with the Bee's ass, and now he's got, now he's got Isla Dawn. <laughs> Is that the, like the opposite? Why it's six members? <laughs> yeah, the Bee's knees are Bee's ass. Why it's six members revealed on yes, NXT? We, we got that right up when we get back yeah. to the <laughs> TikTok. Oh, yeah. So we're talking about him yesterday, mm-hmm. off air. Everything Karrion Cross does when he's oh. not being Karrion Cross. Yeah. It's great. So I guess it's time to make him carry on Wyatt. It's time to make him Jesse Ventura. For the, f- for the first time ever in Braves WWE history, people are going, carry on Wyatt. Yeah. Check out Karrion Cross with friend of the channel, lovely bloke, newly married, I believe, Chris Van Vliet. Don't look at his before photo for his, I'm going to really get in good shape this year. Don't take a piss, Chris, right? I'd kill for the your before. But anyway, check out him working out with Karen Cross and Karen Cross doing a genuinely spot-on Jesse Ventura impression. I think that should honestly fake Diesel, fake Razor Ramon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Karen Cross, I think it just be Jesse Ventura. Yeah, <laughs> be better. Great, better than uh, what he is. Um, yeah. Next, it was time for a... Uh, oh, teachable moment! Teachable moment! Time for a Chase U skit. Uh, Chase U has recovered from the beatdown he got on Raw. From mm-hmm. the blood yeah, he's fine Um... And uh, it's time to brown nose the teacher a bit. Everyone's giving him presents. Thea Hale, obviously, first in line. She can't wait. She's got her own cue, basically. Uh, she gives him a nice new sweater. And Anna um, has got him some Christmas cookies. And you never guess, Hamlet, what's happened. Go on. Scott's got him a fruitcake. What is he thinking? A few other people have, actually, and they bail when this happens. Cause, what uh, was this? Andre Chase says, You just say fruitcake? You know I'm allergic to fruitcake. Do you want my esophagus to close up? Do you want me to break out in hives? Scott, you dumbass. I hope motherfucking Santa Claus brings you a motherfucking lump of coal this Christmas. A fruitcake! Scott, Scott leaves and he goes, that's what old people eat. How is one allergic to fruitcake? There's got to be an ingredient in it. <laughs> that is the... It's raisins? I don't know. What, what I think it? the allergy element was where they went like wrong. gluten? This wasn't a teachable moment. It was a relatable one. I hate fruitcake. I don't like Christmas pudding. Oh, like, my mum's fruitcake is... Quality, you'll change your mind on that. I've never, I, I don't like Christmas pud. Yeah, I don't think nah, we ever had it growing up. I was loved it, you know. I like the look of it in cartoons. Yeah, <gasps> oh, the, the white perfect oh, circle yeah. and the white on top. Yeah, did you have uh, at your weddings? Did you have um, fruit cake wedding cake? Because that was supposedly tradition. And we had like a two tier gimmick where the smaller tier had to be fruit cake for the old people <laughs> like, who have apparently become the young people in Citrix example, oh, yeah. but the winged. Winged old bastards that told us that you couldn't have just a cake you liked underneath the icing. <laughs> There's your fruitcake. We didn't uh, consider them. <laughs> it was when peanut butter was really in and hot and right. everyone loved eating it mm-hmm. all the time. And so we just had a peanut butter cake. Fair enough. But like dressed with the, the whole shebang. I went to a wedding once where they didn't want a, a regular cake and they loved, they were like, Man into cheese, so they had like various degrees of yes, wheels of cheese that get smaller and smaller. Wheels of top. cheese, wheels of cheese. Uh, How much did you pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> Cherry Bakewell flavored our cake. Nice, oh, nice, very yeah. British, aren't you? Yeah, I've lived near Bakewell and I like Cherry Bakewell, so it's going to be Bakewell flavored. 
If you don't like it, old people, you can f*** off. <laughs> I know what I like, and I like what I bloody well know. Um, it's always anyway, been me. Uh, the, the, honestly, this weaving, twisting, turning tale of Duke Hudson in, in Chase U just keeps getting better. He's forgotten Secret Santa was today. He thought he was on Thursday. And he tells poor Alex, who's stood in front of him, who's got him a lovely gift, a number one Professor Andre Chase little plaque thing. He says, oh, the the principal wants to see you. Alex is like, you mean the dean? He's like, oh, yeah, because I'm from Australia. I got a bit confused. Your scholarship's not rolling over. And Alex's like, oh, no, I need my scholarship for Chase U. I mean, unless he fires me from the university in the next three weeks. Um, and he says, oh, don't worry about it. You go and sort that out. I'll hold on to that for you. You come back and we'll sort it. Don't worry. And, of course, he immediately steals it, walks straight to the front of the line and uh, gives uh, Professor Professor Andre Chase his uh, his plaque, the thing that the man that has everything, and they group hug, and there's a sinister look on Duke Hudson's face. Oscar-worthy stuff, this. A couple right. of questions. A couple of questions. You go first. What's our question? Who within Chase University is higher up the totem pole than Andre Chase? <laughs> yeah, good point. Clues in the fucking name. Right. <laughs> I thought he was the dean. I just, yeah, I assume dean, teacher, uh, what do they call those people that live on in the halls of residence? As oh, like, yeah. You know, those people that like, get free rent for a year because they tell you when there's a fire drill or whatever. Yes. I thought he does Warden. that as well. Subwarden. Warden, yeah, that sort of thing. He does that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I forgot my other question. Oh, yeah. Um, Sidgwick rightfully points out when the bloodline do a thing that could be um, ironed out if somebody just watched, watched the you. Andre Chase continues to trust him despite... You could despite seeing this next week. He's got university stuff to do. He's yeah, not university. Like to watch television. Uh, excuse me. Rot did your you, brain. When you were in education, did you not have those TVs on those little carts that you wheeled in? Good point. Especially at Christmas. Oh, you watch films, don't you? Watch the Santa The Claus, OHP. Bringing the OHP yeah. and showing pictures of NXT on the OHP. So, yeah. A couple of questions. Yeah, that was my question as well. Like, it looks very sinister and air conspicuous here. <laughs> I think it's amazing. And what's the guy going to do when he realizes what a ruse it was? Like, clarification. Clarify, <laughs> clarify in five minutes. Oh, uh, uh, there's nothing wrong. Don't worry, still enrolled. Okay. What's Duke talking about? And where's my present? F- five minute. It's <laughs> yeah. standing. Can we clarify? If uh, if Shawn Michaels writes one of the great wrongs of his, like I him at his political worst. What I really mean is his in ring best, uh, and makes friends with uh, Shane Douglas, <laughs> Dick Flair, and brings him in as the dean of Chase oh. U. As like a sort of, all right, mate, here's a payday. Yeah, That'd yeah. be class. That'd be amazing. Uh, right. Uh, Mackenzie's there. She's wanted to ask Fanna Henley about the ball, but, you know, uh, Boris Johnson and so Wanks a lot are there. They're just about to fight for the tag titles. They're going to go balls to the wall, apparently. Uh, and Jensen says, oh, yeah, I said it last year. Was I said last week, next year's going to be our year, and what a better way to start the year than with the tag titles. Um, they go to leave. Keanu James walks in. Uh, Fanna Henley's like, what the you doing here? She's like, hey, hey, hey. I'm not uh I'm not dealing with that. We're sorting that next week. I'm just here to wish so wanks a lot luck. And he like drops his hat and goes, Oh my god. I've got a uh oh. Um and they, they go, You're bloody what you doing? And they leave and Keanu James looks at Mackenzie and says, Hey, I'm all business, but I'm still a woman. What's she implying there, Michael C. I think she's saying that in a professional career she will conduct business uh-huh. yeah, yeah yeah i got that bit yeah yeah but in a personal time she likes to get drilled <laughs> drilled by a big hard cock like <laughs> <laughs> walker goes and sees drew gulak and he says i've got a seminar next week thoughts on this it's got a what uh, Hank said, can you teach me, Mr. Gulak? And he went, yeah, just come to the sen- seminar. No, there's a detail here. Drew Gulak is, like, negging him already. Everybody hates everybody. So it's like, yeah, you can come along to the seminar. You can't get involved. <laughs> yeah. You can watch. Your Do not bring your gear. <laughs> you sloppy, sloppy security guard, you useless tosser. <laughs> but you can watch from the side. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. <laughs> Mirroring the experience of everybody that's ever met a WWE wrestler. Get away from me, Mark. <laughs> I got this tattoo. Oh. Uh, the other tag team title match came next. It was New Day versus uh, Jensen and Briggs, obviously. Uh, they got a bit of shine in here. New Day bumping all over them. Briggs' power moves. 
Kingston and Woods uh, went for a dive, but Briggs cut them both off and nailed them with lariats. Um, there's a combo, Briggs in a big boot, Jens, Jensen jumping in. Briggs hit a moonsault press off the top rope. That popped me a little bit. I really enjoyed that. Um, they go for the doomsday device, but Woods shoves, I think, Jensen off the top. Um, Kingston hits Briggs with a poison rana. Trouble in paradise. Kofi flips out to Jensen to get rid of him, and Woods does his mint little walk along the top rope, jump, elbow drop thing. One, two, three. And they shake hands after the match because they're all good sportsmen like that. Yeah, um, not for the first time in his career. Dolph Ziggler is the little lamb from The Simpsons. Out of the way, you! Because the new bar for wrestlers coming down and giving the rope to NXT is in the new day. Yeah. Like, they are... I almost don't want them to lose the belts yet because they could help a lot of people. Briggs and Jensen felt as elevated as they've they've ever done. Like, again, they were working up to, obviously, their opponents and wanting to, I don't know, be, like, look like they belonged, I suppose. But the New Day had a star quality out the ass. They made the building feel bigger. They made the match feel bigger. Um, A reminder that this model, as they've got it now, where wrestlers do come from Raw Smackdown, should work really well. You're supposed to use talent that aren't doing anything on the main roster to help the ones that are trying to find their way. Um, and I just think that, yeah, that elevated all of this. And I kind of now don't want the new day to just drop the belt straight back to Pretty Deadly because I'll take a few more goes of this. I'll take them working through the division as a bit of a storyline reason to avoid Pretty Deadly before we get that match. Enjoyed this. I can't disagree with or add anything to that. Uh, Stax is backstage and he's saying... <coughs> Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you want to bring justice to NXT? This is how we ditch out justice in my neighborhood. This is your last and final warning. Next week, you stay out of the Don's way, and I'm not going to have to end your return to NXT uh, before it gets going. We got a deal. Uh, and it pans out and reveals. It's poor, mate. So I'm really sorry. So I'll work on bad. it on Christmas. Um, and it re- reveals he's not actually talking to Dijaksic. He's psyching himself up before he goes in the room. And he, Dijak's got a stupid bloody sign on his door. Some lame text. Uh, Absolutely amazed. Amazed, Dijak didn't say, this door is forbidden. Will he get one over on uh, Kenny yeah. Omega on Dark? Those AEW virgins. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually something you should said on Twitter. The stupid arsehole. Do you think because um, Omega worked dark, Dijak are like, Put a segment like side by side and do it. Guess who's the king of Tuesdays? Punk red bitch Omega. <laughs> uh, anyway, Stack says. And then it's Kenny because the yeah, match was great. <laughs> Kenny's YouTube video gets more views than NXT. <laughs> uh, anyway, Stax is basically like, yeah, I got this. And he goes in to see Dijak, and that's the last we see of him. Yeah, yes. Hey, Stax. Hey, yeah, right, man. How's it going? Yeah, careful of those wires today, Stax. We had a bit of a technical <laughs> issue. Sorry about that, guys. It's okay, Stax. It's all right, mate. Hey, this is the last time we'll see you uh, on the podcast this year. Or is it? Oh, what uh, could that uh, possibly uh, imply? Possibly on Christmas Day podcast. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you sit down. I'll move out your way. Thanks, Willie. Hey, uh, you guys, you looking forward to, to Christmas and New Year? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's it's all very stressful, isn't it? It is. It's tiring. Never know what to get people, do you? No. Guess what I got Tony D for Christmas? <laughs> what? The Godfather of DVD. <laughs> Come on. It's been a bit throughout the whole goddamn year. Okay. Uh, but speaking of New Year's Eve, Sitch, uh, not to brag, but I uh, already got a date for uh, New Year's Eve. Is this one of the three jokes? No, this is just the, the preamble okay, okay, joke. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I got a date for uh, New Year's oh, Eve. Good stuff. December 31st! You dumb schmuck! Ah. <laughs> anyway, uh, three jokes about New Year's Eve. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I, 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 I love again. I just want to say this again. I love how Stax is a stand-up with an agenda. Like he gives you the fight. Yeah. Minutes from the previous meeting. Any absences you need to report. Here's my preamble joke. Here's my second preamble. And now three jokes. Good night, everybody. I like the format, man. Yeah. More comics should do that. Everyone knows what they're in for. Uh, Evelyn. Yeah. You the one about the guy who started fixing breakfast at midnight on December 31st? You hear that one? Picture that. Ma- making breakfast. Making on, a f- Not on Christmas, but on New Year's Eve, huh? Making or fixing? He's talk- uh, fixing, making, same, the, the word applies to the same, it means the same thing here. Making, he starts fixing or making <laughs> breakfast uh, at midnight on December 31st. 
So it's like, it's something to do with yay. Yeah. Yeah. Does, it, does it yay sound like any kind of breakfast food? I was trying to, because I'm like, depending on where Stax has Googled, I mean, thought of this gag, like they come up different ways to describe their eggs, don't they? Old Lang Syne? Old uh, lasagna? <laughs> I think you've nailed it. Is it old lasagna? No, you're the one about the guy who started fixing breakfast at midnight on December 31st. That's right. He wanted to make some New Year's toasts. Ah! It totally worked. Is it? It's it. Try again, Stacks. Okay, joke number two, Michael Sidgwick. What does a cow say on January 1st? Moo. Happy, Happy New, New Year! Year. <laughs> oh, Stacks. Oh, Sorry, I'm just thinking about like going in, like you've got the family over for Christmas and it's the morning and just going in and saying, right, who wants toasts? It's, uh, that, that really has fallen apart, Stacks, that one. Quick, do, do better. Quick, uh, joke three. Uh, <laughs> what does a caterpillar, picture that, do on January 1st? Because that turns into a butterfly. It's only kind of pun on butterfly. Turns into a yeah, fly, but you know, like what's it? Is it chrysalis? Cocoon? Yeah, it's in chrysalis. You're gonna move this chair out of the way somewhere. Yeah, I would do. Well, I get it first, Stacks. Sit down. That's true. So, to, to, uh, repeat the setup again or the question. What does a caterpillar do on January fourth? It turns into a butterfly. Huh? Uh, I don't know, uh, Stacks. What does a caterpillar do on January first? It turns over a new fucking leaf. It's the way I tell it. God damn it! Yeah. I get better ones for the uh, Christmas Day podcast. How about that, guys? Huh? Okay. And I uh, don't want to overreg my pudding. What, uh, is that a phrase you Brits use? Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of surprise for you two schmucks. Nothing for you, Willie, but uh, a little surprise for you two coming on, uh, what do you call it? The Christmas Day part? Secret, Secret banter. banter. Uh, you, you schmucks love that, don't you? Anyway, see you then. <laughs> maybe you could go on last, Starks. Yeah. Hey, uh, that guess the mid-rolls, that guess paid? Yeah. That's it. That gives you time to but, fly uh, back. Uh, I'm assuming you're going to fly home now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got time to get back over for Christmas Day. Have we been paying him? I've, I've not. I've not. Where's he getting the money from? He just said, does he get, we get paid? Oh, God. The waste management business is clearly paying pretty well. I'm not, I'm not splitting it forward. Especially the amount of <laughs> that I talk on this podcast. <laughs> See you guys. Bye, Bye Starks. Very rude of him not to get me anything. But, uh, Very rude of you not to talk. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I just, no, that's I why. Just, there's only three seats, mate. Yeah. Well, the amount of faff we had around with them chucking chairs around yesterday. <laughs> you need to sort fun. it out. You know, you can feel the vibe on the podcast when you're in the room. Yeah, it's just sort your stuff out in 2023. Yeah. Make uh-huh. nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, event time? Not yet. Grayson Wall is still looking for Bron Breaker. And then Diamond Mine are asked about losing the tag match in the parking lot. Uh, they said, well, it doesn't matter, we made we made great strides anyway. Oh, this bit I loved, I told, I've already told you about this in the office. Yeah, I saw it. It's just, it's so good. They're, they're, don't, we don't, we lost, but, you know, we, we perform well, blah, blah, blah. In comes, uh, what are they called? The locker room locker leaders, room. Sanker and Veer, uh, Sanger and Veer even. And uh, they say to, to the Creed brothers, oh, so it looks like you're, you're ready to compete. And Julius Creed's like, yeah, 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 I've been medically cleared. I'm uh, 100%. I've got a singles match next week uh, against J.D. McDonough. After he injured me, <laughs> which he said to, to <laughs> Ivy Nile. But thankfully, that also informed the audience, Sidge, that that's what happened. So we're on the road to Cree Brothers versus... Uh, we are morons to these people. In this show. Is it's it not uh, allowed on this morons. show? Because don't we say every week that we forgot everything that happened seven days ago? Yes. It's just the one brand where it's permitted. True. There you go, oh yeah, actually, yeah. True, 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 true. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I'll match next week with J.D. McDonough, obviously after he injured me. I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> My deadbeat dad... Rey Mysterio. I love as well how, because of the way WWE has shot stuff forever and will never change, that two, like, seven-footers can sneak into shot in an empty car park. Oh, what are you doing then? <laughs> how would you not have seen them coming for miles? Anyway, so, yeah, uh, main event is Grayson Waller. He hits the ring, uh, and he's like, where's Bron Breaker? You know, I'm calling my shot. I want the NXT championship. Uh, but then he remembers, Bron's a coward. <laughs> um, 
He said, I have carried NXT on my back this year in 2022, moment after moment after moment. There isn't any man or woman on or on any WWE roster that can do what I can do. I'm the greatest star. I'm the greatest iron survivor. I'm soon to be the greatest champion of all time. But uh, Bron even likes to bark because he's got that dog in him. Um, but I don't think he's a dog. I think he's an absolute Bron breaker. <laughs> Slides into the car park in his sports car, jumps out, title over his shoulder. He's going to deal with this twat right now. And he marches down to the ring. And uh, Grayson Waller's face is just a picture of, oh, bollocks. I didn't actually want to face him. And Breaker slides into the ring. No messing. Boom! Huge spear on Grayson Waller. But wait a second. <gasps> Grayson Waller's hurt, but Bron Breaker isn't, isn't moving. He's, he's out cold. And Waller gets up and reveals he is the modern-day Bret Hart. He's wearing a protective vest under that ridiculous fleece that he was wearing. It's KO'd Bron Breaker, and Waller stands over him, holds up the title belt, and says, I've outsmarted you. I outsmarted everyone at NXT Dead Lane, and I'm outsmart you again at New Year's Evil Bron, and I'm going to become NXT champion because that is the Grayson Waller effect. And that's the end of the show. Oh, thank God. If you're going to borrow, borrow from the best. Shawn Michaels opened a book uh, of good things Bret Hart did in WCW. It's got one page, and it was this angle <laughs> against Goldberg. Uh, it's been ages since. I think it might actually be then. I can't think of another time this exact bit was ripped off. So why not do it again? It's in keeping with Grayson Waller as a character. He's got to try and outsmart uh, Bron Breaker, which we kind of believe he can He's do. He's good on Twitter with us as well. He was said it? something to the effect of, I'm sick of all these idiots in this place idolizing Shawn Michaels, so I decided to do that. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. that's brilliant. Like, and he's always been, the one detail that's been consistent with Grayson Waller, even when he had six different gimmicks over six different weeks, was that he kind of thinks everyone on NXT is stupid. Yeah. He's the only guy that spots that this is this bizarre place that he resides in. I wish I could buy that he was going to win. That's the one thing. This doesn't feel like Grayson Waller's title program, there, but there should be a day for it because he's brilliant. He's really, really good. He's leveled up in this role in this last year and a bit. I just, I, I don't think he's going to beat Bron, and I feel sad about that. Because I, I, I love watching it. I love watching all of this play out, but I just don't think he can do it. I, he doesn't feel like the guy, even in the way that Apollo Crews did for like boring reasons. It just I don't know. That's what. That's what. That's the hard bit now. I'm having a lot of fun with this. Sell me on that there might actually be a title change because mm. I just cannot see it. I just I thought channeling his inner Bret Hart inspired is genius. Love so, this. So I really enjoyed like, this show. Twelve months later, like NXT. There's a reason why. Brandon Thurston was saying about like NXT has shown growth this year and something like Rampage and indeed Monday Night Raw has shown decline. Like 12 months ago, Grayson Waller was absolutely battering Johnny Gargano. His graph has gone whoop, straight up like that. Johnny Gargano has remained in the exact same place 12 <laughs> yeah. months later. So yeah, like Grayson Waller has progressed. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts on this show on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Myself and the Dadly Boys uh, will be back later on today, of course, uh, to preview AEW Dynamite. And, uh, hey, we may even have a special guest appearance on Secret Banter on Christmas Day. So make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from and that will drop into your feed on the special day uh, but for now this has been the uh, <laughs> NXT, oh, like that. Uh, for now this has been the NXT review my thanks to the Dudley boys to Stax thank you for joining us and we see you soon planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.